Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast. I am your host, Brizey, and today I feel really honored, actually, very honored that we've had uh, Mr. Heath Chant come all the way up from Toowoomba. And driven all the way up uh, to come up and say good day and share his story, a story that he filled me in on. Um, he reached out to us and shared us um, uh, some of his life experiences, and also want, he wanted to give an opportunity to share his experience. And I, I'm absolutely honoured to be able to do that today. As you know, with the Dead Ass Podcast, our mission is to give people an opportunity to share their stories, to share their memories and to give the opportunity to share a eulogy per se, a, a eulogy of their life, um, their life, their journey, things that they're going through and that, that we've got to be able to keep that forever. Now, Heath, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very well. Thanks for thanks for reaching out, mate, and take and driving all this way up here to to jump on the podcast, mate. So I'm very honoured. You're my first guest that's travelled that far. So <laughs> thank yeah, you very nah, much. Thanks very much, mate. Um, yeah, back up in the beef capital of, uh, of Australia. Australia. Yeah, <laughs> bloody oh. Yeah, good old Rocky. It's good for something. Yeah, mate. No, it's all good. So um, <laughs> yeah, mate. Um, but uh, so firstly, thanks. Like you know, thanks for reaching out. Um, we did have a bit of a chat about you know some of the things, some of your life experiences and stuff. So. Look, mate, and you've got a story that you want to share, and and it's a good, it's a it's a story that's not quite often told, and it's not told from this person's point of view. It's usually from the point of the view of the person who it's affecting directly. So not the person who is left with the burden of it, but the person who's affecting it um, directly. Not taking away any anything from the person who's going through that stuff. But it's really important to hear the stories of the people who is affected by what's going on. And could you please, um, we'll start wherever you want to go with first, mate. But give us a bit of a background story of who you are, where you're from. Uh, give the listeners a bit of an idea of who you are and, and, and walk us through this whole process of where, you, where you're up to now. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, once again, thanks for the opportunity to let me share my story and uh, journey that I've had. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a... It's definitely been a journey, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a bit on, put it that way. Yeah, that's, that's a good I've way had, to put I've it. had a bit on. So, yeah, uh, yeah so basically uh, I grew up in Toowoomba. Yep. Uh, I grew up on a farm just outside Toowoomba. Yep. My old man was a farm manager there, drove trucks. Um, then we moved into town. Um, I went to high school there. Went to grade 10, 
Yep. Um, it's good it wasn't for me. <laughs> yep. So I um, went out and got a trade, uh, bricklayer by trade. Yep. Um, most of all our work at that time was all out of town, so it was sort of um, work hard, play harder at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you do. Uh, yeah, so it was pretty uh, um, big days. Yeah. Uh, a lot of money went <laughs> – I wasted a lot of money probably over the bar and the poke. I was going to say the old, the old Bricky's laptop. <laughs> as soon as you said Bricky, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. I wonder how much you hit the Bricky's yeah. laptop. And the old, uh, the old TAB, the old Greyhounds at 10 o'clock on a midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Go the pink dog. <laughs> um, yeah, so did that. Did me trade. Was in for that about <coughs> oh, 10 years yep. um, with a local uh, rather large company there in Toowoomba, uh, Southern Cross Brick Lane. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, there's some characters there. I couldn't imagine. Um, yeah, just loose units, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah, we uh, every time we went out of town, we we sort of used to run a bit of a muck. I could, I could <laughs> we'll, imagine. Yeah, we were pretty well, uh, well renowned out there, out west. Well known for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, that's another story to tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, in uh, during that time, you know, I was like working away, you know, single. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Uh, come, come back home on a Friday night, usual thing, go out, go downtown, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Uh, went out downtown with one of my mates, um, uh, the Hotel National, um, went there. Yep. Uh, was there with one of my mates and he was going out with a girl that I knew through her father because my father and her father worked together. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. Um, and she... Had a cousin there who I never yeah. met. Anyway, back in those days, you could smoke at the bar. No, the good old days. Oh, yeah. mate, yeah, it was good. Then my old durry at the bar. You'd see the old, <laughs> you'd see the old smoke cloud at the bar, at the bar yeah. there. And percent. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I I ran out of a packet of bungers. Yep. I seen her smoke and I thought, oh, I'll go, up, I'll go up and see this old. Thirty, up, uh, not old, young, <laughs> um, and ask her if I can buy a cigarette off her. Yeah. Uh, so I went up, did you know? Asked her. I said, "Here's ten bucks." She goes, "No, nah, it's all good." So we had a smoke, had a bit of a yarn, whatever you know. Anyway, <clears throat> I said to myself that night, "I'm going to have a quiet night because I got to get up and work." Yeah. Which is a lot of bullshit. <laughs> usually happens, you know, yeah. when when you're on you're, it, you're on it. You, you want to? Yeah. Well, you you have good intentions at the yeah. start. But exactly. it never, it never eventuates. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we uh, had a bit more yarn, and yep. I was talking to one of the bouncers who I knew at the time there, and back then, you know, it was you'd have two, yep. start going back to the bar. Oh yeah, of course. And I, I got a bit shaky and spilled a bit of, bit of uh, run Bundy rum on his thing, and he says, "You got to go, Chandy." You know, oh, I said, "Yeah, no, fair enough." Call, uh, wave down an old cabbage. Yeah. Uh, cab. Ca- we call them cabbage. I used to call them cabbages. <laughs> um, went outside and next minute um, Jasmine tapped me on the shoulder and she goes, oh, you're going home? I said, yeah, mate, I've got to got to go home to work, you know, I've got responsibilities. <laughs> and she goes, oh, she goes, why don't you come up and have a drink with us at Fibbers? Okay. And, every, you know, Fibbers was the, one of the main watering holes there at the top, at, still is today, obviously. Oh, yeah, okay, yep, sure. Uh, so we we rolled up there, and um, Beck, her cousin, come up and she goes, well, you, "You need to buy a drink. She's keen and keen on you." <laughs> and 
I said, oh, yeah, I know that old chestnut. She go, she'll, I'll buy her a drink and she'll just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do the old see you yeah, later. Yeah, thanks for the you. drink. <laughs> anyway, I went and uh, got a drink. Anyway, got yarn and so she didn't, you know, do the Harry yeah. Old or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, got talking and um, anyway, I finally went home and I got a number. So I was pretty happy with that. Uh, then I was back at work next week. Uh, messaging, blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh, I'd like to meet you again, you know. Yeah. Doing that, you know, the old uh, yeah, let's catch power up. texting and no, stuff yeah, no back worries. in those days. Yeah. Uh, did that. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, so I, I sort of said to her, I said, oh, where would you like to go? I said, um, you know, Maccas or something like that. And she started laughing and she goes, yeah, no, that's fine. I said, no. <laughs> <You know. laughs> and mind you, this, you know, I was first going on the first date and whatever. Yeah, of course, yep. Um, yeah, so Friday night we uh, organised. I organised an, an Italian restaurant. You know. Yep. Um, went out on the Friday. I've got myself a new set of pair of jeans and you know half give yep. yourself up sort of thing. Yeah, nice. Um, you know, it's serious when you buy yourself a new pair of jeans. Oh, mate. yeah. <laughs> I'd look half respectful. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, did that, um, and yeah, all be like. Going off the thing, like all my mates on a Friday would gather around my place with mm. my family and that because, yeah, it was everyone used to come there at Friday and yeah, yeah a bit of a place together, you know, like my good, old, good spot to get together. Yeah, they, yeah. they all got on and um, yeah, we always had. Anyway, um, I got my old girl to <coughs> drop us off. Yeah, but, but firstly, I was like sweating bullets. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, righto. Um, didn't know, <laughs> didn't know what to expect. You sit there, well. <laughs> What do I do? What do I say? Yeah. Like you got to run a conversation. So got the old had a few old rumbos down the down the hatch. To, bit of liquid courage. Yeah, <laughs> I did that, and then we went there and two of my mates, like they were like brothers, you know, too. Yeah, they were in the car and they're like, "No, we're coming. We want to we want to check her out and you know watch you <laughs> off." Like, oh, beautiful. Um, so we did that. Um, picked Jazz up, went to the thing, and we sat down. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, Steve and me, I go, I said, oh, oh, we um, sat down. So I got out of the chair. I said, I've got to go to the toilet. So <laughs> I went to the toilet, rang the boys up. I said, oh, what do you reckon? All good? He said, where are you? I said, oh, just in the, doing a pit track of peers. Get, get the fuck back out there. I was like, right. I, no. You just wanted I confirmation. Just, yeah, you I just wanted to get the all clear, you know, the ticket yeah. of approval, you know. Um, did all that. Anyway, yeah, that all went off pretty good. Um, yeah. Anyway, we, we went down to another pub there and, um, the night was sort of going on and, you know, we're talking about things and whatever. And, um, yeah, she's sort of put the hard word on me. She goes, oh, I really like you. Um, you know, oh, you're, nice. a, you're a gentleman, blah, blah, blah. Oh, not, you know, and I was like, I was sort of blown away. I was like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, I don't think she's seen what I'm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, and <laughs> she's we're sitting in a little chair with a table in the corner there and she, we're having a smoke. Yep. Next minute, um, face-to-face sort of thing, you know. Next minute she's um, told me, you know, she's laid the what she thought of me and whatever. And yep. I was like, yep, no, that's good. I'm happy. Like, yep. uh, <laughs> she sort of leaned forward. And she's 
gone in between my legs and I was like, hey, what's, <laughs> what's going on what's here? What's going on here? And I had my legs like right open, right? And I was like, hey, uh, you know, I was like, no, oh, are, moving, you, are you okay? Moving fast. And she's here. come back up and she's wiped them out and she... <laughs> She's done a big brown and hurt like speed. Oh, I'm <laughs> on the floor. And I've looked down at like my new knees, my new jeans had oh, bourbon and coke. No. <laughs> so oh, I, love I it. knew I knew yeah. then, mate, she's a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm keeping this and, one. And if it wasn't, mm. you know, if it wasn't for me going up and, you know, asking for a smoke, it wouldn't yeah. be. Uh, it's funny how many stories – it's a wonder to think how many conversations have been struck up over a cigarette. Oh, mate, yeah. Because that's how I met my wife. Yeah. I really? did the same. My wife was uh, – I was smoking out on the deck and, yeah. you know, back, back when you know, everyone was smoking, my wife was smoking too. And the way I struck up the conversation with her was I saw her I, I saw her over there and I'm like, oh, she don't want to go and have a chat to her. And I was like, how do I approach her? And then I was like, I saw her light up a cigarette like, oh. I'll just pretend I haven't got a lighter. <laughs> so I went over and asked her to borrow yeah, a lighter. <laughs> Five minutes into chatting to her, I whipped out my own lighter, lit up another cigarette, and she was straight on Lord A. Eh? Yeah. She knew exactly what I was there for. <laughs> to have a chat to her. Yeah. So it's pretty it'd be interesting to see how many conversations were struck up over a over, over oh, a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. So uh, no, um, it's interesting, isn't it? If it wasn't for that, yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah. I wouldn't have uh, So so you got together, you yeah, mate, dating got, and uh we got together, so I uh, did my trade on her mm-hmm. uh, for four and a half years. Oh, nice, mate. Four and a half years, <laughs> eh? <laughs> uh, finally, uh, she was getting a bit, you know, bit come toe. on, let's go to the next base here. Yeah, yeah. Put yeah, the ring on. on. Yep. Um, so, yeah, during that time I was, uh, uh, we had the floods and the, I, just, I just wanted a bit of a change. So yeah, sure. I got into operating machinery for a local company down in Toowoomba and they got the contract here at uh, down here at Curtis Island. Oh, okay. Crushing yeah, sure. all the materials. So yep. I was working up there for three, three and a bit years. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, so, you know, we had our goals to build a house, um, yep. you know, get married, yada, yada, yada. Did, did that, was working away for, up here, obviously. Um, we finished that contract up here um, and then we started the Toowoomba Airport. Oh, yeah, okay. Well kept Toowoomba Airport. Yep. Which I actually grew up on. Oh, wow, cool. Um, yeah, so started that. Um, and this is uh, during the time we were uh, started building a house. Yep, okay. Um, <clears throat> so that was a, you know, we got, we got married, uh, what was it, 10 months before. Yep. Um, then we started building a house. And how old were you roughly at that point? Oh, geez. Uh, we would have been 26. Yep. Okay. 26. So in mid-20s. Very, yeah. very young. Still in our prime. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we were building a house. I come home. Like, that was the idea. Like, mm-hmm. you know, be home every night. Yep. Um, I sacrificed being away, you know, doing the fly in, fly out. Yeah, sure. Thing. Um, that was our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that it. So I was home and during that time when I was working, you know, I was doing two weeks on, one week off, Jazz started getting, um, like she wasn't feeling right. Like every time I come home she was always tired and, um, you know, just didn't want to do anything. She looked real pale. Yeah, okay. Um, and I thought, oh, you, you know, there's something going on. So <clears throat> she went to the doctor 
there and the doctor was prescribing her uh, iron tablets. And this was going on for about oh, probably six to eight months. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, during that time, um, yeah, things weren't progressing. So she, she decided, we decided that she'd go see another doctor. Yeah, okay. Um, and this was, yeah, all during getting her house built and, you know. Yeah. So she went and seen another doctor um, and he suggested that, you know, you, we, we need to do a colonoscopy to see what's going on, just do further tests. So was she was she experiencing um, any sort of like was it in, uh, intestinal pain or what was she anything like that that you know of? No, or well, was there anything in any any other signs that may lead to something? Or there was, was it just not just a fatigue. And yeah, like just chronic fatigue. Yeah, she'd just come home and just yeah, okay, pass, you know, just lay out on the lounge. Yeah, and, sure. Um, yeah, just pale, like she was just pale all the time, mm-hmm. you know, like and. I thought, oh, something's not right anyway. Um, so it was two weeks. I was home for two weeks. Yep. And they booked her in mm-hmm. to do the colonoscopy. Um, and her mother took her up and I didn't have, you know, I thought, oh, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, you know? of course, yeah. You know, being so young, she mm. was 27 at the time. I was working away. At work. We started, you know, on the airport and one yep. of the – I still remember this day. One of the uh, quarry managers come, fl- like you'd see, I could see him flying up to me, and I was like, "Oh, what, what have I done wrong here?" So, <laughs> You're you know. in trouble. Yeah. Anyway, he's come, he's come up, and he got out of the car, and just the look on his face—you knew like, something was wrong. He was shaking, and he, he's like, "Oh, Janie, um, you need to come with me. Your, your mother's down here with your auntie. Something's happened." Oh, and far out. So what, oh, what was your first reaction? Oh, I just said, oh, well, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah mate. You know. yeah. Um, so I went, we we're driving back down to the side office and he's just sitting there shaking and I was like, what's going on? And I clicked because the old fella was working away, driving trucks and that. Mm. And I thought that he had an accident uh, in okay. the truck. Yeah, yeah. I drove down and I seen the old girl and the auntie there and, I said, oh, what's going on? And they said, it's Jazz. And I was like, oh, yeah, is she all good? And they said, just get in the car, we're going to the hospital. Now, it's probably 15, 15, 20 minutes from where I was to go to the St. Vinny's Hospital. I don't remember that ride. I probably punched in. (laughs) I was just like bang, bang, you know. Mm. I didn't know like it was just a blur. Anyway, got to the hospital there. Her family and that were there. They all sort of left and she hit me that um, she had been diagnosed with uh, stage four bowel cancer. Far out. Yeah. So. Um, now, what was your reaction? What, you, what were you like, mate, when you heard that? Were you. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Oh, were you, I, was, I assume you would have been speechless and dumbfounded and, and just shocked. And you weren't expecting anything like that. No. Nah. No, I just said, um, she'll be right. Mm. We'll get the fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll be right. And from, yeah. Um, so she was in the waiting room um, when all that was going on. Then we had a directly, or well, half an hour or whatever it was, we had a 
appointment with the surgeon who performed the the um, procedure on her and told us, you know, this is stage four, it's aggressive, um, we need to do surgery straight away. And yeah. she left the room and <clears throat> I said to the doctor, I said, what are we up for here, boss? And he said, she'll be lucky to see 12 months. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was a big whack in the... No, it would been a kick in the teeth, mate. Yeah, big kick in the teeth. But yeah. um, I said, righto. So I just took it like a grain of salt and did what I had to do. Yeah, of course. So the... So what was what was the first thing you just had to do? So, so the first week, uh, I think it was in five days or whatever, she had um, the procedure to take lymph nodes out. Yep. Um, get the tumours out. Yeah. Um, that she was in hospital for a couple of weeks, um, and by that time, our house was getting nearly ready to be handed over. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, mate, the the when when I told him the news, uh, the builders uh, shout out to Luke Hancock, builders of Toowoomba. Shout out Luke Hancock. Um, Luke and Melissa Hancock. And better, Melissa, better put the uh, Mr. <laughs> yeah. Finance in as well. Oh, of course you got to. <laughs> um, mate, they went, they pulled strings that uh, yeah, to get us in the house for her. Oh, shit! Um, that was a bunch of and engines. the people that. The Sparkies, everyone that um, got the job done for us, you know, uh, the um, Luke Hancock's mate, Matty Hammond, you know, they did landscape and that in our backyard and everything. Everyone sort of, you know, hooked in and banded together, sort of thing, you know. Oh, that's lovely. Um, so she was, yeah, she was in hospital for that. Um, we moved into the house. Um, I was. Laying turf because I I'm a bit of I love my yards. Yeah, you know. nice. I was laying turf and um, hooking up water to, uh, to bloody water the yard. Anyway, I heard her. She was in the. She said she was going to have a shower, and I heard her um, sort of scream. So I ran in, and because they did keyhole surgery on a stomach and that as well, mm-hmm. uh, one of the wounds sort of exploded. Jeez. And it was hit the shower wall and, mate, it was, yeah, it was, not, it was just like a bloody two-litre Coke bottle of pus. Yeah. Just oh, explode wow. on the on the thing. Shit. So I ran her back into hospital that straight away um, and she had an abscess in her stomach. Oh, so shit. she had to go in for surgery to remove that. And they wanted to, like, when they did the surgery, they... You know, chemo was the next thing straight yeah. after, like three weeks after. But because she had this, this was delayed because she had an open wound. Oh. So that took the process of the chemo cycle back a few weeks because they had to wait for the wound. For the wound heal. heal. Yeah. So we, we battled with that, got it finally um, sorted, and then she started a chemo journey. Mm. Um. So it was it was in month block. So she, first up, she was having it every two weeks, um, and every month there was, uh, you know, to see how it was. So like a know. like a progress. Yeah. Yeah. And what uh, and what, would, what was the 
What were they saying every time? Shit. Mate? <laughs> Shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we kept going in there, guns blazing. It's going to be good, you know, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, it was spreading up to her liver, kidney and spine. Yeah. Like this, this cancer she had was very aggressive. It was a deadly, yeah, a deadly demon that she got dealt with. Um, so starting there, um, and the chemo basically wasn't doing her job, and it started like going up the spine, and then it hit her brain. She had tremors the size of fifty cent coins in her brain, and oh, wow, passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. How how long was the period that she went through with the from 11 the t- months. eleven months? So she yep. just shy of the twelve yeah. that they told you originally. Yeah, but she fought like hell, mate. I I, I could only imagine that she would have. Mm. And um, what was the experience like for you going through that process for those eleven months? I mean, you constantly would have been getting dealt with a blow after blow after blow every single time that you were going there. But were you? What was your? What was your mentality like? How were you trying to remain positive? Were you putting this cover on? Maybe explain to me that sort of side of it yourself. Yeah, mate. Um, or do you, was it more of a blur? The whole thing. What was the, it? Was a bit of both. So yeah. I'll start off probably now. The when I got. When I still remember the day when she got diagnosed, yeah, I was sitting there with the doctor and I said, "Well, what causes it, mate? You know, like he says, mate, it's the card you're being dealt." Mm. <clears throat> so, okay, can you hand it back and reshuffle the bastard <laughs> yeah. again? You know, can we try another. <laughs> we try another hand. Um, yeah. But yeah, mate, it was it was challenging. It was tough. Um, I still don't know how I did things and what I did mm. to get through. Um, from the care, like my side of the things, um, yeah, I seen probably stuff that you, you know, you, you love one, you know, going through, but yeah, it was tough because not only like I was working during her time with chemo and that, like, so I was working, do a night shift or whatever. I'd come off night shift, take, pick her up take her to chemo, sit in there for eight to Did ten that, hours a day, Yeah, you know, sitting there with her and then go home and you're the carer. So basically my life sort of stopped when she got diagnosed. Yeah. So I became the carer for her. Of course, yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, I can imagine that itself would have been very hard for you uh, considering that you just purchased oh. a home, so you've got the bills of oh. running around, uh, the everyday bills of the home yeah. expenses on top of everything else. Where was the chemo treatment? In the, Toowoomba. They had it in Toowoomba? Yeah. Um, so I could imagine, like, but then you've got, so you're losing out on on not on the ability to work as much. Yep. One income yep. because now she hasn't got the income. Yep. And dealing with the bills as well. So you're dealing with those stresses, the stresses of, your wife going through cancer treatment, mm. which mate, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine what that would feel like, uh, and and I hope I never have to experience that. Yep. And I, I and I would wish, it, I wouldn't wish, wouldn't wish it on anyone. Nah, you like to be honest, mate. Yeah, cancer is yeah. You wouldn't wish it on your own enemy, to be no. honest with you. No. Um, but yeah, like 
the chemo side of things, it is, yeah. I used to call it Roundup. Yeah, yeah. I said, because every time, like, you know, I'd say to Jazz, we're going in to get another hit of Roundup. Yeah. <laughs> to kill yeah. the bastards. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, but it was very challenging. Like, you know, you had I had to deal with um, family conflicts. Um, and that's what happens too. Yeah, everyone, like... Being so, because she was so young, people will come, oh, like, my grandmother's got this, you need to try this, pamphlets, juice cleansers, blah, blah, blah. Just, like, Loading I used to it say, just it. fuck off. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you overwhelmed. I was protected. Like, you know, you, you're working 12 hours a day, you've got your mind on the job doing what you're doing, operating heavy machinery. Henry, yeah. You come home, you like, my mind never stopped. Like, yeah. even today, yeah, I wake up and just say, is everything or Like, you know. Yeah. The, the old... Hamster wheels just still running yeah, in yeah, your head, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, 100%. Um, but, yeah, like from my sort of things, yeah, I had to deal with all that. Um, I had to be there f- for the doctors to say, look, you know, this isn't working. We're going to try this. Like, yeah, I, mentally I had to. Yeah. But at the end of the day, mate, <clears throat> I had to keep her mind and keep get telling her to go, you know, we got to keep doing this, keep pushing her. If she was like, and I had to follow, I had to, you know, keep pushing her. And it had to get like, it pushed me to mm, keep going. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're a team, you know. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was pretty hard, but yeah. Mate, I, I, I couldn't imagine what you're going through. So um, leading up to her passing. Yep. Um, what was the, how long was the final treatment to her passing? couple of weeks or something or yeah so because I'm, I'm sure there would have been i'm sure there would have been a point where either the doctor or someone's like yep you, you, you got a couple of weeks or you got a, yeah. you got a week so um we did go f- alternately uh her it was a mother or father uh got onto a lady down at the gold coast um and she did a tour of was a tour like a clinic to go to Germany. Oh, okay, sure. To do treatment over there for cancer patients. Mm. So Jasmine wanted to do it. Yeah. Um and the oncology team told me that this was um probably nine, ten months into the you know into the Yeah. Yeah. The oncology team told me they pulled me in and they said, um it's at if it, if the cancer was caught earlier, you would have a crack at going over there. But in what we've seen, how aggressive it is, and it's not doing the treatment what the treatment's meant to be doing here. Mm. It's not worth going over there because she won't make it. Sure. Yeah. So I was in a sort of catch twenty two because she was adamant that she wanted to go to Germany to get the treatment. Yeah. And I, you know, I knew I could see the writing on the wall, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, sure, mate, yeah, yeah. So during those two weeks, I um, I didn't know what to do. Like I was thinking if we go over there, I won't come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no one would see me. Yeah, fair enough, mate, yeah. Because 
I yeah. But <clears throat> she um the week before she passed away, she was in hospital because things were turning to you know south. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I well before she was in hospital, I came home um, from night shift, and sh- she was in the lounge room mm. in pain, crawling around saying, "This is fucked. This is fucked. Just shoot me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I picked her up. She was, uh, I could pick her up one arm, mate. Yeah, okay. I picked her up one arm, took her up to the hospital, and I said, this is fucked. Mm. I said, if this was a dog, Mm. I said, you'd put the poor thing down. Mm. Yeah. You know. And, um, yeah, so she was in hospital for the... For the week, <clears throat> and the, the medical team come up to me and said, "Get your finances, everything in order because she hasn't got long to go." Yeah. Okay. So, and what what was that conversation that you had with her like about that? Um. No, nah, there was not really a comment. She was adamant that she was going to Germany. Oh, okay. Sure. Because, yeah, yeah some. She was a bit disoriented because mm-hmm. she like mate, I seen the Yeah, as it's the had scans. Taken. Like yeah. it was on a brain and she was Oh really? Yeah. 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 I'll oh, just going <laughs> yeah, you're right, off the topic there. <laughs> you're like, right. One night there, um I was out the back and next bit of hear all these fucking yeah. um plates getting thrown and shit. And I thought, oh what must be, you know, the grease that oh, yeah. the plate. <laughs> anyway, I walked in and she's thrown all these plates and shit and of ducking and diving, like <laughs> anyway, and um, just let it go. I said, "Look, just fucking let, just let your shit out. Fucking you know? throw it out." Yeah, yeah. I said, go. "That's only glass, whatever." You she, and she said, "This is fuck, you know, blah yeah. blah blah." And um, yeah, anyway, we're sitting there ducking and diving, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like she, there was a lot going on, mate. You know, yeah, like, she led the steam off. She's trying to vent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I still remember that. It was pretty. No, I would have. It gone, was shit. But yeah, but it would have been a moment. Just that. Just yeah. Just that moment. Yeah. I'm sure. Just venting and having a bit of a laugh at the fact yeah. of what she was doing about venting, yeah. throwing yeah. throwing shit around. Yeah. It probably gave her a sense of relief. For yeah, a minute, oh, mate. It and it was probably the best thing for her oh, too, mate, by yeah. the sounds of it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. So no, with the, with so you were saying to me before. Um, that uh, her was it her wish to pass at home? Did she come to any sort of yeah. realization that this was happening? Yep. And so yeah. I'll yeah. So she got. We'll go back to the when she was in hospital. Yep. Sure. So she got out of hospital on the Friday. Yep. And she said, "I want to go to Kmart because okay, women yep. like shopping at Kmart. <laughs> just getting shit. <laughs> yeah. Place to go. Yeah. Oh, that's good, you know. And top anyway." Uh, <laughs> Um, I said, right, I know where she goes, but yeah, I want to go to Kmart and I want to get our wheel sorted. Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah, no worries. So I rang up one of the guys that we knew. Yeah. I said, we got it. We want to get a wheel sorted. So we did the wheel on the Friday. Um, uh, one of the electricians that worked on my house, he's a boxer there in Toowoomba, Will Young. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, cool. And he was fighting for a lightweight title of Australia. Oh, nice. And... Luke Tank, the builder, um, 
he had tickets and everything. And, nice. Uh, we'll take you out, you know. Oh, beautiful. Ringside seats, whatever. Yeah, it was Yeah, good. nice. And I didn't want to go because uh, the Saturday she was, you know, deteriorating and they wanted to ch- – there was a choice of her to go into a hospice. Okay, yeah, sure. And she said, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. And I said, fair enough. I said, you call yeah. the shots. Yeah. And she, you know, she says, I want to stay here. Yeah. And I just said to everyone, I said, no, she's staying here. Yep. Um, the neighbour across the road, she was a, a nurse. She worked in the hospice. So we had all the care and there was another friend there, Tay. Beautiful. She was another nurse. Um, mate, they were, you know, unbelievable. And where I lived, it was like a little community. So, was it? That was yeah, beautiful. Um, you know, everyone sort of band together and, you know, after all that, we used to have barbecues and yeah, get everyone in and it was, yeah, very family-orientated sort of thing. That's awesome. But moving back on to that, um, yeah, so I didn't want to go out, but I did. Uh, and then the Sunday, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was the day. It was going down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sh- still, I was telling you this before. I yeah. still remember her in the bedroom. <clears throat> uh, everyone was sort of saying her goodbyes. Yeah. And I think it, I still remember the time. I think it was about 10 to 12. Yeah. And... My old man was standing in the corner there and I said, oh, it's fucking hot in here, you know. And it was this was in winter. Okay, yeah, sure. And I said, just pull that blind. Just pull that blind. And he pulled the blind and the sun just come through the window, like just come through the window and, and shined on the bed. Yeah, wow. And I looked at Jazz and she she passed away peacefully. At that moment. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and isn't it? yeah. It was she was at peace and mate she battled and she fought bloody hard to the end. Mate, isn't that a very in such a shit way that to to, to be diagnosed with what you do and then to at the moment of her last part here on earth and then have that moment where the light shines and yeah. she takes her last breath. Yeah. There's something romantic about that. Yeah. And when I mean romantic, like it's something like it's beautiful to see yeah. in a way that – and I I love the fact that like you were saying to me and you were explaining to me about it and how – intuitive you were about that whole process and saying that you actually you know that 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 moment you felt something about that moment mm. and to have that moment take place like that makes you want you know it makes you ha- reaffirms that there is something there for you maybe in this journey oh. that you, ha- you know that there's something maybe going on and uh, i think it's the only really uh, people really only get to experience so thing those things if they're really open to it yeah open to receive it yeah, you know, exactly. I've, I've I've had similar moments like that in my own personal life, and uh, I think um, it gives you some sort of a little bit of a moment that you can reflect on for a little bit of peace or for a little bit of a little sense of closure or something like that for yeah. yourself. Yeah, and yeah, mate, <clears throat> it was um, it was this unreal feeling, but 
yeah, the way considering how much shit you had to go yeah. through to maybe have that little moment of peace there. Yep. Maybe giving you a little bit of sign of relief yeah. or a bit of sign of something. Yeah. At least. And the the people were in our bedroom. Yeah. Um, I think they sort of realized like that as well. The yes. way that yeah. yeah, it was just and it's an experience yeah. that only the people in that room will only yeah. ever get to the feel. The room just got real. Like everyone was like, oh, it's hot and they were taking off mm. the jumpers. And, yeah. yeah. It was. It's a bit surreal, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, so you were saying that, you know, in after she passed away, you you dealt with the responsibility of helping look after the final, yeah. final disposition and everything like that. You. You 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 washed her and dressed yeah. her and Mate, I, her um, ready for the funeral home. Yep, I did that. Yep. Um, yeah, so she uh, passed, checked out. Um, yep. We rang the um, funeral uh, home. Yep. I um, I don't you, you don't know how you do it, but I just stepped in and I said, "Nah, she's all good. I'll sort it all out." Yep. I yep. um. Bath the, like, washed her, washed yep. her down, um, and mate, I was, I was talk, like talking to her all the way through it, you know. Of course you do, mate. It's beautiful. Um, you know, thanked her for everything. Thank you for coming in my life. Yep. Um, the undertakers came. Mm-hmm. They explained what they were going to do, <clears throat> and they said, "Would you like to leave the room?" I said, "No, she's all good." Yep. Yep. I'll take. I said. I brought her into this house. Mm. It's my duty to take her out. Yeah, that's a, that's beautiful. And they just yeah, I said, and, and I opened with that too. Yep. yep. Oh, so great. I Fantastic. I did everything that you guys would, would do normally do. Yeah. To from from the bed. taking her out of the bed to the trolley to, to the, the trolley to the car, and then yeah. So I. Oh, beautiful! I did that. That's fantastic. Yeah, that, you know, it's a great. Like I said that to you before too. I think it's a good sign of um, feel like you've done that for her. Yeah, you know, very, yep. very important. Um, and and like I said, you know, a sense of um, being proud to help that oh. honor, honoring her and doing that. Yeah. And I'm sure that she'd be proud about that too. Yeah. Oh, mate, I got the. You still, you know, I've still got that in me. You know, when you get married, in sickness and in health. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah. and there is truth to those words. Yeah, those words are very important. Yeah, mm. but I don't really remember anything that day because I <laughs> yeah, was, of course, of I was half pissed and yeah, like of the, course the you go through the emotions. <laughs> but, and yeah. but that I do remember those words <laughs> stand up there, sweat bead, nothing. Yeah, cool. um, in mm. sickness and in health. health. Yeah, uh, that's and that point. stuck with me. And yeah, mate. Yeah, I did. I think I did my duty for her. Yeah. For that con- like contract, yeah, yeah, nice, mate. Um, yeah, and, and the funeral went nice. And everything yeah, like that, everything I was, um, yeah. I did that as well. I did the I spoke at the eulogy. Good on you. Um, that's a very hard thing to do. It too, is mate. public speaking. It is um, very hard. Yeah, well, I, th- I think we put a good send off for her. Good. Uh, we had the the wake at home, so she loved pink and the color pink. So we had a bit of a tea party and whatever. Beautiful. And I. You know, she liked the sand and everything as well. So I thought I'd kill two birds with one stone because um, I got all the sand delivered and put in the yard for, um, you know, being on the sand. But yeah. basically I wanted to use it for the top dressing on my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
but for, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And you know, like it made it beachy or whatever because you love the beach. Yeah, of course, and, that's you know. um, Yeah, so we we gave her a good send off. Beautiful, mate. Mate, I, like even today, I always talk about her. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, she's a part of my life and, yeah, and part definitely. of my journey. And of course, at the end of the day, <clears throat> um, her life got robbed. Yeah. So, and I'm sure she wouldn't want you to. She want you to live your life. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So I look at it now, i got to live my life for her. Of course you do. Mm. Yeah, of course. You do it for the people that you love and exactly. you care for yep. here and in the past and present. Yeah. The, the idea, I mean, you will always mourn and you'll always honour someone for the rest of your oh, life. Yeah. But there's different ways to mourn and there's different ways to live it. Yep. You can live in honour of that person and have a good life. You yeah. don't need to sit there and reflect on it completely in a negative way yeah. and be overrun by it and be torn apart by it. Yes, a tragic event took place. There's no doubt about that at all. I'm not taking that away from anyone at all. Mm. But if you, the shoe was on the other foot and you're in the same situation, I'm sure you'd be saying the same thing to her too. You'd be telling oh. go and live your life. Yep. Exactly. Honour me, but it, go and live it. Yep. And and make sure that you enjoy doing it mm. too. How, is, how did you, you know, uh, because this is a this is thing that I find from my experience in the funeral industry and with funerals itself. <clears throat> when a funeral, when someone passes away, leading up to it, you do get the support of family and friends. They, a majority of them will come together and they'll help you out with certain things. Okay. But that usually that time period from where someone passes away to where the funeral actually takes place, it's a real blur. And there's no real sense of reality of what's going on. It's not until the actual funeral that takes place that you get this sense of reality, this sense of realism that this thing is really happening. Mm -hmm. Because the point that the person passes away, you're in shock. You're shocked that this person's left. You're still trying to gather the fact of, is this really real? Yeah. And then your first point of it being real is the funeral. Now, everyone's there during the process leading up to the funeral to help out and do what you need to do while you're trying to still deal with the fact of this even being real. Mm. Funeral takes place. After the funeral's finished, you go back to trying to live an ordinary life without that person in your life. And then that's when it really kicks in. Yep. That person's not around anymore. They're not there to help. They're not there for guidance to communicate with, for support. They're not there anymore. The problem is everyone finishes the funeral and they all go back to their normal lives. And what happens is you're left with the burden of being real by yourself. Yep. Because you don't have those other people. And this is a natural thing that happens. Yeah. The one thing I can take out of any of this stuff that I've dealt with over the years is to check in with your family and to check in mm. with your friends after the after yeah. the event's taken place. Yep. It's all well and good being there before, but they're not gonna they're not gonna remember it. They're trying to deal with the grief of losing someone. No. And I can imagine that would have been a very similar process for yourself. hundred percent. Yeah. Um I've yeah, there's I've lost a, a lot of family members and friends through cancer. Mm. And I've sat back and watched and observed. Yeah. Some people um they say they're going to be there for you, but they're not. Yeah. Um, 
some people, you know, they they do it, they acknowledge it just for their own good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard for myself when I remember when I was losing jazz, like everyone's around, you know, but when you everyone gets back to normality and you go home and you're just sitting there and nothing's there, like that's when she... Yeah, she kicks in. Yeah, mate. But nothing's yeah. there. And nothing's there. Everyone's back to their normal life, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like... Um, it's a... Look, a lot of it can't be helped because no. people... People go back to their lives. You yeah. know, they've got, everyone's got yeah. things to do. Yeah. The point I'm just trying to reach out is that don't forget about those people. Exactly. Just, yeah. just even if it's just a phone call or a text yeah. or something, just reach out to them and see yeah. how they're going. Yeah. Oh mate, I got we got I got friends in that there. Like even now, um, they don't need to text. They'll they'll know. They will yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's the the group you need to be around. 100%. You know, to, they'll know when you when you're down in the you know down in the mud. Yeah. To get you out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Look, I, look, mate. I've got mates. I've got good mates. Yeah. That. I don't, we don't need to be relying on each no. other every week. We're not, we're not, we don't need to text every day. Yeah. And it doesn't, I mean, there might be times there we might not speak for a month or two. Yep. But when we do catch up, it's like, it's like yeah. the day before since we last yeah. spoke. There's yeah. never, a, there's no malice of that. We've all got busy yeah. lives and stuff. Ex- but, but it still doesn't hurt to just check in. Yeah. You know? Yep. And just make sure, especially, yeah. well, it's, and look, I'll, I'll be honest, like even just after that first week or two, if someone passes away, Finish with the funeral that first week or two while they're trying to adjust and get back and not. That's the most yeah. crucial time. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. the hardest when reality hits and yeah, you think yeah this yeah this is real. And so, so how was it afterwards, mate? What did what, what did you end up doing? Um, what was going on? What did you do? Bury your head and work or what? Yeah, I, got, I just sort of kept busy. I yeah. uh, yep. I kept real busy. Yep. Um. What else? Yeah, I went and bought stupid toys. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Actually, I come up here, I bought a Holden Caprice off a mate. <laughs> um, it was all souped up, can, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it. I don't think I was allowed to have it, to be honest. <laughs> really? I think someone upstairs Someone's, someone's there, telling you no. Someone upstairs, no, you need to fuck that off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I did. I was coming home from the coast and I was coming up the range and I had this tick, 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 tick. And I was like, oh, fuck, what the fuck's that? Anyway, took it to one of my mates, got, drove it to the mechanic shop up in Toowoomba there. Didn't sound real good, so a lifter went through the top end of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> LS Motors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, got that redone. Um, and then the Good Friday, I was coming back off swing uh, went to go into town. It was a good, fr- yeah, good Friday. Yep. Gave it a boot full up the hill and the bottom end come out. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I said to him, get this fucking car. <laughs> that tow truck. I said, just get this car and fuck it off. <laughs> and, yeah, it was pretty, like shit was coming out through underneath oh, thing. No. And nearly caught, I, was, I wanted the fucking thing to catch on fire. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, got rid of that. Um, learnt, lesson learnt. I wasn't allowed to have that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, I just mainly bloody focused on work. Just, yeah, I wasn't really going anywhere. Sure. Um, probably, what was it, five years? I um, 
yeah, sort of got back on the scene of, you know, five or six years, I think it was, mm. of, you know, moving on sort of, of thing. Of course, mate, that's a, that's a very long time. Mm. Five or six years. Yeah, it was roughly Very long that. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Yep, roughly and, around then. Well, man, I can, look, I could imagine that would have been a very hard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been very hard. Yeah. And, you know, everyone has their time where they think it's fine to move on. Yeah. You know, and when I say move on, it's to 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 cont- keep living your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I said before, like I'm living my life for jazz. Of, of course you are, man. You know, and she, she wouldn't want me, um, no. you know, being lonely. No, or, of course. You know. I think five years between a relationship mm. is a very long time, mate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but and, no, I had a you know, had a bit of fun along the way, as you you know. Of course you do. Went to Thailand with, uh, went over there, mate got married. The first time I went over there, I didn't really want to go, but yeah, yeah. Okay, go to go and do a bit of living. Yeah, living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, um, it was experience. Yeah. Uh, the first one, anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So. Did all that, you know. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Yeah, you, you, you're a single man. Yeah, you're a single man. I was still fi- like, I was still finding myself because like, I was literally mentally and physically buggered after Jazz passed away because my life sort of stopped for her. Of course uh, it did. To, to, to care for her, you know. That might wasn't. sound selfish, but it basically did. Like. It's not, yeah, mate. You know, I no, wasn't worrying about my, like, I was just. Your main focus was her, mate. Yes. Yeah. And that's the most important. And thing. I was just in the straight lane, like, just. Of course. 100% yeah. committed to her. And, and the thing is, mate, what do you do? I yeah. mean, what do you do after you've lost someone? Yeah. You, uh, and you, be, you go through this uh, stage. I'm sure you're going ups and downs, yeah. mate. You're having these grief moments. You're having. You would have been angry and upset, yeah. and you would have been going all through these emotions and stuff. And. And then you got to remember that you're only still a young man. Yeah. You're a very yeah. young person mm. at that point. Yeah. You haven't even hit 30. Mm. <laughs> you know, That's you're still right. in your 20s. Jeez mm. Louise. Like, yeah, mate, I had, I, I did have dark days, like real dark days, but yeah. I had this thing just sitting on top of my head just to say, get up and live. Like, yeah, of course. Live for me. You're doing what doing. Yeah. yeah, live. Go and live. Have some fun. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. life. Instead of and like it, just that's the perfect, sitting at home, you know. Of course it is. And that's the perfect example yeah. of being reminded of your own mortality. Yeah. At any time, your life yeah. could potentially be in yeah. jeopardy. Yeah. So go and live a little. Yeah. Go and enjoy life. Yep. That's one thing that you can take away from yep. it. So you did a bit of travelling. You went yeah. to Thailand. I'm sure you would have gone all other places yeah, as well, um, done other things. Or Yeah, one of my mates, he um, used to drive Aussie race cars. And yeah, nice. I used to go around the – go and do all the circuits with him. Like, that yeah. was good. Good, good fun. Good on you. Yeah, bloody oath. Um, yeah, yeah, sweet, mate. Right? I and did then, keep busy, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, towards you know, I think it was before I met Emmy, it was I just sort of kept me, yep, self, yep. and you know. So explain to me when you met Emmy. So how did that all work? Uh, so it was about five, six years later, was it? Yeah. So I was, um, I got on that puddle of fish. Yep. Well, plenty of fish, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one with the fish in it. Yeah. One of these bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, got on that. And I was up in Mackay. Mm-hmm. And I was still in the old, whatever you do, swipe right or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was flicking through and this girl had a dress on. It was a green dress. And I looked at it and I went, fuck, Jasmine had a dress, a green dress like that. Yeah, right. Anyway, um, whatever. Anyway, we'll talk, started messaging and I said, oh, here you go, blah, blah, blah. And I said, um, where are you? Where are you? And she goes, oh, I'm from Barraville. And I was like, oh, yeah. She, got, she told me like Barraville sort of an hour south of Coffs Harbour. Oh, okay, yeah, so, sure. Yep. So dad, dad kissing country. Dad, dad kissing country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but she goes, you know, I live in Queensland. I go, I'm a Queenslander. Mm. I said, oh, yeah, right. I said, so you like Greg Inglis, like, because he come from Barrowville, Greg Oh, Inglis. okay, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so we got messaging and whatever, and I told her, well, I'm up in my car. I don't know how this frigging works. Like, mm, yeah, okay. It goes away. Yeah, shit, yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk and messaging and then I come back home to Toowoomba and got messaging again and I said, oh, would you like to, me to come? Because she's living at the Gold Coast. Yeah. She lived at the Gold Coast. And um, we uh, started messaging. She, she said, oh, would you like to come down and yeah. have a meet? I said, oh, yeah, no, no dramas. And um, so I told, I think I told the olds what was going on and I just sort of... Uh, Bullshitted a bit. I said, "Oh yeah, I've met this girl. She's in a cult down the back of Gold Coast there. And <laughs> She's in th- a cult. I think I think I'm going to go join a cult and just <laughs> go go off the, the grid yeah, for a bit. Yeah. Anyway, because I'll call and she, yeah, she, uh, you can just wind her up easy. And, yeah, oh really? Yeah, 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 good. Anyway, went down there and um, it was the back. She lived at Beachmont, which is the back of Narang up on a hill. Nice. And it was I left I left T-Bar about. Five six o'clock and it was dark all the time. Anyway, I'd never been down before. It's like a fucking goat track going up. Yeah, right. Like, fuck, I might be biting me words here. She might be in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all this weird, soon. like all this, like rain, like yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Went up there, met her, um, and I got to the stairs, and at Jazz's funeral, because mm-hmm. um, Jazz loved Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, nice. Go your own way. Yep. And the Eagles Hotel California. Oh, beautiful. Good choice. So we played them. Or we played um, at Jazz's funeral. We played. When, oh well, I walked in with Gracie, our dog. Yep. Who Jazz? We got for Jazz when she was going through. Oh, sure. Little, yep. Um, yep. For like a bit of companionship and stuff yeah, like that. King yeah. Charles Cavalier. Oh, beautiful. So I walked in with Gracie. Yeah. When everyone, you know, to start to kick everything off. Yeah, nice. And we played the Eagles Hotel California. Yeah. And I got to the top of the stairs. Yeah. The house, like, looked over the Gold Coast. It was oh, beautiful. beautiful. View. Yeah. Unbelievable. And I got to the top of the stairs and she had music going. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Eagles. Hotel. Oh, bullshit. Was Hotel it really? California. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, mate. And um, I got, like, I was like, holy shit. What the hell's going on here? Anyway, um. Yeah, walked down and she, uh, we introduced, obviously. <laughs> um, she goes, oh, do you smoke? I said, yeah. She goes, oh, we'll go out the back. And I was like, oh, oh no, here we go. Really? Jackpot. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, mate, we got it off, you know, like just having a yarn, talk. Yeah. You know, and I told her about what happened to Jazz. Yeah, sure. You know, and 
she was all open for it. And oh, that's beautiful, mate. So it was, a, it was an open conversation yeah, from the start. Exactly. Um, yeah, we got on like a house on fire, eh? And, yeah. You know, a bit of banter and that going on. It's like yeah. giving a bit of shit that she come from New South Wales. And <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, we it uh, kicked off pretty well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, I was going through a bit of a up there in Toowoomba. Yeah. I just didn't know what to, you know, I was just going around. Round in circles, wasn't happy with myself, and I thought, "Oh, bugger it! I'll um, I'll move down and go to the yeah. Gold Coast for a couple of months, see what it's like." Yeah. So I went down there, and she's she was uh, HR manager, so oh, beautiful. She could find me a job, you yeah. know, doing a bit of whatever down there. Yeah. And I still had my house in Westbrook. There, I just rented it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So moved down there and. It wasn't really for me, the Gold Coast, because it was just too full on. Um, yeah, so it was just yeah. just too hectic, mate. Like, yeah, just full on, like coming from like Toowoomba and whatever. So we moved back. She, I said, oh, it's not for me. She goes, oh, yeah, I want to sure. come. And yeah. her passion was to, like, she grew up on a farm down um, Barraville, like Taylor. Oh, okay. Farm, yeah. Like on a farm down there. Yeah. So she wanted Sue's interest. Yeah. Like farm wise. And she she was into horses. Oh, okay, cool. So she rode horses. Oh, and, nice. That's yeah, cool. She yeah. Was, she was a um, member of the Canungra Pony Club and that down there as well. Oh, yeah. When she was living on the coast. Yep. And I said, look, it's, I, I, you know, it's not, not for me, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, we moved back to Toowoomba. Um, she come back to Westbrook with the house and that. Yep. And then um, when I took her for a tour, because she's, she's only been to Toowoomba once. So I took her a tour around Toowoomba. Yep. And I took her out to a place uh, where I am today. Um, and I, I told Emmy the story. Every time me and Jazz used to drive out to this place, yep. she always loved it. Yeah. He said, I just love this place. It's beautiful. Um, I'd love to live there. Yeah, of course. And I took it to I took Emmy there to have a look at this place. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. Moving on to 2020. Mm-hmm. Everything sort of aligned up. Yep. Um that house that Jasmine always loved come up for sale. No, you're kidding. Yeah. Wow. So we went, me and Emmy went and had a look at it. Yep. And the fella that owned the house, who I didn't know, he we had a, a fundraiser for jazz. Yeah. Uh, to raise money for jazz to go to Germany. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Yep. And he, Paddy Dunn, was the auctioneer. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Oh, there we go. And yeah. Paddy owned the house that was up for sale. So we, oh, walked, cool. we walked in and he goes, all right. Anyway, yeah, we got talking and whatever, and um, I put an offer in, and he said he was happy with it. So oh, good. We bought this house. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So it's it, we uh, live on forty acres. So it's the same house you're in now. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. house. Yeah. Yep, yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. So it's forty acres. Yeah. Oh, that's a good size, yeah, mate. Good size. Um, Perfect. Real good. Yeah. Um, it's got a enough shed space. Every, every bloke got to have enough shed space. Oh, you got to definitely. But have it's full shed. at the moment with um, <laughs> horse feeding. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. I want to sort of push that out a bit. So <laughs> you can push it out. Yeah. <laughs> Put the toys back in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've got, we moved in there in 2020. 
nice. And um, yeah, so we were together about four, oh, three years, I think it was. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so where our house is 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 a little town outside uh, Toowoomba, south of Toowoomba. It's called Wairima. Wairima. Yeah. <laughs> you were telling me about this. Yeah, so I got a little saying for our Wairima. Uh, Wairima when you can root up. <laughs> <coughs> oh, I don't like that one. <laughs> I'll always remember that name why, now, Wairima. Wairima when you can root up. <laughs> when you can root up. <laughs> yeah, um, so. I'll remember that little town now forever. <laughs> yeah, a great so, little motto for it. Yeah, the finance uh, um, advisor that was helping us during the time, I told her and she just pissed herself off. She goes, oh, it's... That's pretty piss funny, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we live in Wairima there. Just oh, as you come that's in, awesome. But yeah, no, it's a good little spot there, eh? Um, Beautiful, eh? Yeah, we got nine horses, uh, a couple of justies, and that there. Yep. So yeah, that, that was good. Um, and yeah, I'm previously now working in a coal mine just outside Toowoomba and Milmarin. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, just driving heavy machinery and whatever. Oh yeah, nice. Um, and then last year I um. Did me trade on Emmy again. I think it was four and a half years, she said. <laughs> um, you really do your apprenticeship hard, well, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm old school. I'll get a couple of uppercuts later. Yeah, no, I'll get it. that's all right. No. <laughs> it's only when we air it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better edit that one out. <laughs> yeah. No, anyway. Um, yeah, so four and a half, last, last year, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that was all good. Um then last year in December, um, she uh, woke up one morning and thought a spider had bit her on the breast. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, and she didn't take much notice. The next day it was still there and she goes, oh, shit, I better go and get this checked out. Yeah. And she got it, went to the doctor. The doctor said, oh, you know, it mightn't be that bad, you know, yeah. but we'll do an ultrasound. Yeah. So they did the ultrasound and they, um, the ladies there at the um, clinic said, um, we'll do an ultrasound. And on the notes it said, check breast, blah, blah, blah. And the lady said to Emmy, you're too young to be, you know, if there's breast cancer there, like mm. just joking around. Yeah. Anyway, they did the scan and um, they were a bit concerned. So they went, they told Emmy, we'll duck outside and we just got to check things. Yeah. They come back and she had to do a mammogram. Yep. So they immediately did a mammogram. Mm -hmm. um, they found a lump on the left breast. Oh, uh, breast true. Cancer. Oh, shit, mate. Yeah. That's right. So, <laughs> far out. Yeah. How, how was Emmy about that? She it was – yeah, mate, she was shock. in shock. Yeah, I could have made Big time. She was distraught. Yeah. Um, it, it was – It's. it was an aggressive – it was a aggressive cancer. It was hormone-driven. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Um, so what, what, what was the next stage from there? Her next stage was uh, the surgery. So she had to get surgery to remove the lymph nodes and the the oh, tumours. Tumours, yep. Um. They did find tumours in the other breast, but they were benign. Okay. Um, and then she had six months worth of chemo. In she finished the chemo about a month ago. Really? Mm. Wow. And 
were they doing the same process that were they doing the same process with like checkups and stuff like that? No, progress no, it's a totally it's different, totally different um, thing, is it? Yeah, it's a totally different format, sort of thing. And how were you going with that? Like, because with that format, were you constantly questioning it? Like, were you wondering uh, yeah. what was going on? Yeah. What was your What was your reaction when you found out that now your wife is being diagnosed with cancer? Was it like was it almost like a bit of PTSD type of situation where you, where you, this has all come flooding back to you, these same emotions where you, I could have, holy fuck, man, I could have said, I could imagine what you would have, I could only imagine what you would have been feeling. Like you, you would probably have this sudden, like, here the fuck we go again. What, what was that like? Can you explain to us what that was that like? Um, I, I walk around numb all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I uh it, it's I just look at it and go, What's next? What what can you throw at me? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's the way I look at it. what's and I just said to her, I said, Don't worry, we'll we'll beat, beat this. this. We'll get this sucker. Same thing again. Yeah. Full time into it. Yep. Yeah. And 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 so what is what is the latest for M? Uh, so, so what's going on? We, oh, this morning actually, they brought her surgery forward. Yep. For a double mastectomy on the 20th of this month. Okay. So she'll get both breasts removed. Yeah, okay. Um, and then she'll get radiation treatment at the start of next year. Yep. And then she'll get a full reconstruction. Okay. In the middle of next and year. And what, what's the situation like for her now? Do you have any, do you have any, um... Like, is there any progress or what? What are the doctors saying at the moment? Or? They're pretty confident. Yep. Um, yeah, like we're in a different sort of ballpark on the my first experience. With yeah, sure. Jazz. Is it because it is it because by some miracle that M's picked it up early? Yeah, hundred percent correct. That's what it is. Yep. yep. Wow. And yeah, and she didn't muck around with it. No. Yep. Hell no. Yep. That's good. Yep. And it's probably one thing that you could probably oh. stress to people that if you've got any doubt, oh, 100%. go and get it checked ASAP. Yep. Don't fuck around with anything like that. Yep. The amount of times that I've heard that mm. um, in eulogies at people's funerals yes. is phenomenal. If I had yep. a dollar for every time I could oh. hear that, mate. Just, oh, we've yeah. been millionaires. <laughs> Fucking mate, I'm hey? Yeah, 100%. You know. And and what is what is if you don't mind me asking what is M's um, what's her mindset like at the moment, mate? Is she is she positive about this experience? Is she? I could imagine she'd be having ups and downs, mate. Oh, it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. You have good and bad days. Yeah. And um, and and look, mate, you're you know you're going to be that support network for her. Yeah. And the reason why we wanted to talk about this stuff, and I. We wanted to get you in and talk about this because we wanted you to explain it from a from a carer's point of view, from the point of view of the person who's there as the support network for the people who are going through the event. Yep. And that's what you don't hear too often is about what's going on with the people who have been yeah. supporting a, a support network because yep. – you know, these, you know, a lot, it's a lot of emotion, a lot of worrying, a lot of things going on. And like I was saying before, there's probably a good 
Um, chance that there's a bit of a post-traumatic stress situation there for you as well after the event and then you having to obviously re you'd be reliving these experiences mate yeah. so i could imagine that your emotional roller coaster yeah. would be fucking wild oh yeah it's you're going back into battle again <laughs> that's it that's it you're going in for 100%. another fight and yeah I could imagine what it would I, I could only imagine like, what They can got, just sorry. keep knocking me down, but I'll get getting up. Yeah. And I guess that's what helps is having yeah. that mentality that, hey, and it's probably one thing that you could probably share with people is those experiences of what you've gone through and how you dealt with it. Yeah. Because you seem like a very positive person, mate. You seem, for someone who's been dealt a shit oh. hand of cards a couple of times with, with what's yeah. going on, you yeah. seem very positive and yeah. very, and like even on our conversation that we had on the phone, prior you coming up here you know you seem very positive and it sounded like you wanted to do this to to give people some hope or you know to to hear it from you know from your point of view as well yeah exactly yeah. Like when um jazz was going through it and like we used to talk about you guys you need to talk tell your story on you know what you've gone through with me blah 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 yeah and i remember the night when i met emmy i said there's going to be a time, like, I want to tell my story of being on the other side of a of your partner, your loved one, mm. that has to deal with of the course. everyday life of, of course. you know. Yeah. And and how was Em with that? She was all positive and supportive of that stuff as well? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. see that? Together. We're a good team. Mate, yeah. sounds like a beautiful human being, mate. Yeah. She sounds like a lovely lady. Yeah. 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 Oh, kind – and that's the thing you look at life like um, kind-hearted, do anything, bend over backwards for anyone. Yeah. And then get thrown that in your face. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. And it happens to that. So many innocent people, like, you know, genuine people that get it. Yep. That get drawn that card. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mate, it's it's a shit, it can be a shit hand of a card, can't oh. it? Some cards. Can oh, be mate, shit I, I just wish I could get the whole deck and just throw them back and just say, <laughs> redraw. Fucking take it back. <laughs> Give me another hand. And uh, look, mate, I don't blame you. I mean, so you're um, you saying before you got, you've got been doing a fundraiser and that sort of stuff. Uh, as well. we, what, yeah, oh, was it this? What was it? You uh, said last week. Was it last so week? last week, uh, Murphy's Creek, just below the range of Toowoomba, they put on a, a breast care. Research fundraiser. So oh, they, wow. That's cool, mate. Yeah, yeah, they just raised a few dollars for um, a fundraiser for breast, breast care, care research. Yep. Uh, I got the opportunity to uh, speak on um, like my side of, you know, going yep. through cancer with breast cancer. Um, so, yeah, I got up and said a bit of a few words and my nice. story and what my topics were all about sort of thing. And yep. Mate, it was <clears throat> really touching to um, to do it, but the amount of support I got when I walked off that stage mm -hmm. of ladies and blokes that come yeah. up to me and hugged me and shook my hand and said, "Thank you very much for what you've done." You've yeah, and it just opened up and it just opened up a whole new thing for me. And like I, there was blokes there that trucky, you know, rugby yep. truckies and that. Yeah. They said they were in tears. Yeah. I said I said to one fellow, I said, Oh, I didn't want I didn't want you cutting onions. He said, mate, I had the whole fucking box of onions cutting up in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know what? You know, mate, it's it touched to... everyone. Of course it did. 
and I didn't, you know, like. Well, and also too, mate, like you're, you're the, you're, you're probably a bit of an exception to the fact, like you know, you would be put in the same category as those sort of blokes. Yeah, so, exactly. And you wouldn't hear, you don't no. normally hear that stuff from those no. blokes. Those no. blokes usually shut that up, but they yeah. don't. They yeah. won't express it or tell people. Yeah. So it's really rare to hear that from yeah. someone like that too. You know, um, you know, uh, like we're saying. Um, I was just saying to you that on the weekend, you know, I was fortunate enough and I want to give a shout out to Mark Tobin and his family um, from, you know, Mark Tobin Transport from Follimont, Follimont yep. Transport. Mate, they they invited me down to um, the convoy for kids yep. that they had down there in Brisbane and it was unbelievable, mate. 930-something trucks, mate, uh, all lined up together yep. for uh, – the convoy for kids, yep. raising money for for the kids, um, mate, unbelievable. Yeah, you know, just it was eye opening. How much that trucking industry, oh, that heavy transport industry, whatever you want to call it, uh, how much they band together and how much money they raise yeah. for that sort of stuff is unbelievable. Yeah, and they say that the the you know without the truckies and that the oh. world the world doesn't turn. And I totally agree with that, mate. Yeah, but not just right. the trucking industry for everything else yeah. as well that they do supporting. Yeah. This is my first real dealing that I've had with any sort of yeah. heavy transport industry yeah. people or that the community itself. Um, uh, just a great bunch of oh mate, great that, bunch of people, mate. And I'm actually hoping that one day I could have Mark on because I've, I've been teeing it up with him. He said he's going to jump on. I'd love to hear some of his stories about the same thing that they do. Very charitable family, help out with a lot of stuff. The amount of money that he personally donated from the yeah. business and all that is just uh, was phenomenal on the day. But the reason why I brought that up as well was that I was actually sitting there uh, with a with a mutual friend that I didn't even know <laughs> that, that <laughs> we knew that, that sort of like yeah, you know yeah. we knew each other. Um, that we sort of – it's such a small world that it can be. I was sitting there with uh, – I give a shout-out to Mitch Kelly as well. Yeah. <laughs> from Kelly Transport. He was uh, – we were sitting there having a chat and he goes, oh, mate, you got bloody uh, – Jenny coming on on um, on your podcast. And I said, yeah, how, how do you know? He's like, yeah, sitting there texting him. <laughs> it's like, what a small world, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? No, Crazy. He's, he's a legend. Yeah, so I just wanted to make a mention of that because when those people get together like they did oh. for that and like with the, yep. and the and the um, where was it? Sorry, which, which Murphy's had, Creek. Murphy's Creek. Shout out to them. Yeah, shout um, out. Yeah. Get together for those fundraisers. Yeah. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. You um, know? Young and Land Transport. They uh, one of their trucks, Miss Ivory. It's a pink truck. Probably, I think he was down there. Uh, Robbie. Yeah, the Robbie Land. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had one of his trucks yeah. down there, the pink Kenworth. Yep. He had it, um, got one of his drivers to park it out in front of Murphy's Creek Tavern oh, for true. the breast cancer thing. Oh, so, wow. That's cool. But yeah, like all the transport industry, you know, that yeah, they're always there to help and band together with different things like that. Yeah, oh, that's awesome, mate. So what was, which one was it that, which truck was that? Sorry, the... Uh, Miss Ivory. Miss Ivory. Yeah. Oh, that's it's cool. Kenworth. It's Kenworth, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's mad. Yeah. No, that's, that, um... And and that day was a nice day, mate. Yeah, mate, it was a good good turn up, um, real good. Yeah, oh, and good. It, and that's the thing about you know down to Woomera, everyone, if people are doing it tough like we do, they do good fundraisers. Yeah, um, you know everyone sort of bands together and you know they put they raise yeah. a bit of money and that you know no, it that's goes cool, to people mate. that need it and. Yeah, Rob, Robbie, top bloke, mate. Yep. Absolute fucking legend, old yep. Robbie, mate. I've got to give him a shout out. I was, I did catch up with him on the weekend yep. too. Yep. He took a bunch of my dead ass podcast stickers. Oh. He reckons he's going to put them on some of his trucks. Take his so. trucks out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So shout out to you, Robbie, your bloody legend. Cheers, mate. They get around the bloody countryside anyway, those trucks. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? <laughs> yep. So, no, much love to him for that, mate. Um, 
Top bloke. So that's good. Now you guys have a really cool crew down there at Toowoomba, mate. Yeah, mate, we do. You um, do. Real supportive network down yeah. there, mate. That's awesome. Yep. No, it's um yeah, if ever if someone's doing it tough or whatever, they'll sort of band mm. together and so what what did you so what what are you hoping to get out of this, mate? Because I I really want to give you all the time here today. Like I don't want I want you to take your time and tell me um because you you've travel all the way out of here this is this is your opportunity to be able to share that stuff mate so you know like what 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 do you think would be some things that you could uh from your past experiences that you could offer to the people that may be going through the same sort of stuff mate or anything like that yeah like i just obviously i I need i think i needed to share my story first yeah sure um and let people know that a you know, that for the partner and the cancer patients that you, you're not alone. There's people, people. That, there that are going through the same shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's a tough time, you know. It's really it is. mentally and challenging, you know, because you've got to fight, you know, with the day-to-day live experiences, day-to-day living, the yep. expenses, like, you know. It's hard, you're, mate. You're out of pocket. Yeah, know, oh, of course you are. And you got, you know. If you're still in medical benefits, you still got to fork out money. Or, of course you do. Or you, if you live out in regional areas, you still got to travel in to get chemo. Driving or, around, yeah. you might need accommodation, yeah. meals. It, yeah, there's. there's you're not, losing out on work while you're there. Yeah, and no one really sort of speaks about that side of things. Like, no, they don't. Um, which is hard, and you don't really hear about it. No, and like even trying to get on, you know, Centrelink payments and all that. Like, it's just a hurdle to get. And, you'd, and that's the last thing you're going to be doing. Like, Mate, you're already, you're already knackered. Yeah. You're physically and mentally fucking tired. That's right. The last thing you want to be doing is trying to sit there on the phone or whatever yeah. you're going to do to try and get a benefit payment. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it just in the end, you just can't be bothered. Yeah. Like yeah. we've like this, we've had, Emmy tried to, um, you know, get on a benefit and that for an illness or whatever and wasn't eligible for it. Or, yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. tried so to access that... a super and no, well, you no. can't. Oh, and that's well, bullshit day, too. It's your it's super. Her, it's your fucking money. You should yeah. be able to do what you want to do with it. You know, you've you've been given this. You've been dealt a fucking blow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Help. Help. Help, help a little bit to yeah. numb the pain, sort of thing. hundred you know? percent. It's yeah. It, and the more and more <clears throat> people that I've been talking to over the last probably month, it, they're in the same boat. Like yeah, they don't know where to go or um, even like with the doctor, like. Our experience with the oncology, unbelievable. Mm. Like, really? Oh, good. Unbelievable. And I've got family members up here in Rocky. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable with the oncology side of yeah, things. Yeah, right. That's know? cool. And all the people that I know and all around. It's just there's a bit of a loophole with the emergency department side of things and we understand it's overloaded, you know. Yeah. Um, you got to give a hand out to the, the nurses at what they have to put up with. Yeah, of you know, course. Yeah, definitely. They're under the pump. But, you know, people with an illness like that, they sh- should be priority. Like, And mm. the people that do have an illness, they do have cards to say, look, this of person's course. doing it, you know, he's priority. Yeah, of course, definitely. But I agree. I've, for myself and other people that have gone through this shit, mm-hmm. they go into emergency and there's old Joe Blow over here with a snuffing nose waiting to see a doctor. Yeah, that's right. And that's just backlogging the, back- the people that do need the help. Yeah, of course, yeah. I totally so, agree. Yeah, like there is a bit of a, a void there <laughs> that 
sort of yeah. needs to be filled for those people. Like yeah. nine times they they don't want to be sitting like mm. you can see it. You can yeah. see that like you know. No, of course. And then you got people like that are going in there with a you know a snotty yeah. nose or a bloody where they could just go to a GP or the chemist and get a paint. Yeah. You know, they're just backlogging everything up. A lot. I'm, I could imagine that a lot of your time with dealing with both. Um, Emmy and Jazz, that you a lot of it would have been waiting times. Oh yeah, as well. Yep. Can you imagine how much if you could add up all the hours oh. that you guys spent waiting for stuff. Yeah. Right. At those hospitals, and that would have been phenomenal yeah. as well. Yeah. Did you? Um, how how did you did you deal with those? I'm sure you would have had emotional times, mate, and you would have been up and down, up and down, oh, going yeah. through all those experiences. Yep. What drove you to keep going? Was it just your own perseverance? You're like, fuck it, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, was it any inspiration or guidance yeah. from people that were helping out? Or was it, yeah, be there for them. Did you have any of that sort of stuff, mate? Or was it more, you know, I've got to, I've got to be the tough guy. I've got to help that person out. Or what? Yeah, a bit of both. Emmy's um, got a lot of guilt. Why? Well, because I've been through it before. Oh, that's, yeah. And, it's, yeah, and I'm sure you're sitting there going, no, don't, yeah, please, yeah. 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 It does, you know, and I said, look, don't oh, – I've got the guilt because you've been dealt that card. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. And which is hard, but, um, yeah, it's – I still don't know how you – how like, I do it, but yeah. when you sit back and everything's quiet, like, that's why I love me far, mate. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I'll go down, I'll knock off work, have yep. a shit day at work. Yep. Because what your mind's ticking. Mm. When you're at work and you got shit going, like you gotta be on you can't drift off because of course. You have incident. Yeah. But I'll get home, I'll go on the bike or whatever and go down and see the horses and have a yarn to them. Like they That's are cool, mate. Yeah. You know, if that's I have mad. a shit day. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's the way how I deal it. But yeah. I'll have shit days, but I, I know someone. I just keep looking up and I said, <laughs> "We got to keep driving. Yeah, you got to keep getting up." That's cool, mate. So you got to uh, like, you got to have a good mindset with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you you do go off the beaten track, but so, somehow I get back in and. Keep. You said you said to me before. You said it's like it's like going for a full drive. Just yeah, sit in and take the ride. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you get like you said, push you through the mud. Push through the mud. That's a really good. Put analogy. your hubs in and just keep fucking <laughs> yeah. going. That's a good. Yeah, that's yeah. a good, that's a really good analogy, mate. Yeah. Um, a little bit off topic. Do you mind me asking what's with the Otis and honey? Uh, Otis really and honey. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Emmy's, as I said uh, before, that she's into horses. Yeah. Um, she always wanted to have a own business around the horse. Yep. Um. Industry. Yep. So she got into, uh, she always wanted to do horse runs. Yeah, so sure. Okay, cool. I think it was two th- uh, 2022. Yeah. In 2022, I said, right, I will start this business for you. Yep. So we um, got into selling horse rugs. Oh, cool. So we uh, got a shipment order in, um, but with what uh, we did, mm-hmm. Because all the floods and all that were going on down um, Brisbane and that. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. We thought, righto, we might do something unique. We will put out there that we're going to do a run down to Brisbane or wherever. Yeah. 
and do horse rug fittings for you. So we'd ah. take our rugs down, go to their properties yep. and do horse rug fittings. That's cool. So, and we thought, well, you know, people that live out, out of town or whatever, they go in and get a horse rug and it's the wrong size. They've got to go all the way back in. Yeah, yeah, of course. So we thought, well, we'll take all our rugs out and get yep. the horses and, you know, give that service to the people. Yeah. And, mate, like we did our first order and we jagged it so that with the floods and everything, we did rain sheets and whatever. We were we were doing all right, eh? Like Yeah, nice, mate. That's awesome. Um, so we were doing that. And then we – it was around the time, yeah, like we got rid of that order. Um, we've got another order in mm-hmm. um, and the supplier allegedly reckons his factory burnt down but he had our order there. Uh, and we got our order in and they were all faulty and wrong. Like we got uh, hooded rugs that the eyes weren't matching up. So, oh, uh, no. So we basically did our ass with that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then Emmy got diagnosed with breast cancer and so that sort of – we sort of had to stop that. Yeah. You know, and uh, put that on hold sort of thing um, because, yeah, she like that was just a bit of a hobby job at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, so we got that sort of stopped and yeah, so we, we're dealing with this other battle at, at the Most moment. Important. So do you, do you, do you, are just for your own personal things, the Otis and Honey logos yeah, and that, well, or do you, are you going to use, you're going to sell the hats and we, shirts We and got, stuff? we got a website and all that, Otis you do? and Honey, yeah. So, so what is it, Otis and Honey? Otis and Honey, yeah. So yeah. the name comes from her horses that she grew up with down yep. in the uh, Nambucca Valley mm-hmm. and yeah, we just sort of said, well, that should name that the company, Otis yep. and Honey, you know? I think it's a sick name. And I love it. The, yeah, yeah. So That's why I kept looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Otis and Honey. That's yeah. A, that's so that's mad. that's the, the name of the yeah. company we got. Yep. Um, so, so is yeah. it otisandhoney.com.au or something? Yeah, otisandhoney.com.au. So, yep, yeah, sweet. So we, got, it, we sell like horse rugs and – Yeah, oh, that's cool. No, I'd definitely uh, give that a plug, mate. It's otisandhoney.com.au. Yeah, I, mean, so. I love the hats and the shirts. It looks sick. Uh, yeah, so it's Otis – so it's O A T I S and A N D. Yep. Honey H O N E Y. Dot com dot au. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Get, so. Grab on a hat and grab a shirt. Mate, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we um something to do. And hey, look, perfect thing to keep his busy. What, yeah, it was something it, to do. Keep, keeping her mind active and that. Of course. So definitely, yeah, she's been out of work and that. So well, um, if, the, if the listeners are hearing in, yeah. Give the website have a, a visit, a look and have a look, grab yourself a hat or a shirt yeah. or something, help support the cause. Yeah. There you go, free yeah, shipping. Free shipping, <laughs> free shipping Australia yeah. wide, beautiful. Yep. Got old Cole on there on the on the website having, having a, look a look now. Yeah, yeah so, so. bloody get behind them and give them a support. Be great, great, great support for Yeah, you. we're just a local business you yeah. know, down oh, there. But, mate, I love I But love our goal it. was to, um, you know, like we were going to just do drive, like come up yep. this way or wherever, yep. just travel it like – we're coming this way. Yeah, let us know. We'll come out to your property. Bloody we'll size up your horses, whatever. That's like, sick. That's awesome, you know, man. Give them a give them a different bit of a yeah. You know, and even experience. If you're, if you if you're looking for them, you can reach us at the Dead Ass Podcast or something. Or yeah, or shout out. Get in touch with them via the website. Do you use social media at all or anything? Or oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I usually just use that um that app there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Emmy's the backbone of that, so yeah. she does all the. All the bits and pieces. All the videos and everything. Oh, that's cool. So she does videos and everything Yeah, like she that. does all the editing and Oh, whatever. that's mad. So. Oh, that's cool, mate. I'm just going to give it all a search now while we're there as well. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, now, what uh, 
so moving forward, mate, that's what um, uh, just go go through that operation and the and the radiation treatment uh, for for M, is it or and then and then after that we see where we're at, is it? Yeah, is so is? we'll probably go to we'll go to Sydney to do the reconstruction surgery. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll once the radiation finishes, so it it goes for about five five weeks every day. Oh, cool! And then yeah. they got to give time for it, the body to, you know, yeah, settle cool. And yeah, got to get it calm down, down and everything. Yeah. So. Can't be too aggressive, I guess. Hey? Yeah, yeah. But no, nah, mate. That the chemo, like you got like people that are going through it, like it is the shittest time for those people. Oh, mate, I could, I could imagine it would be, mate. Mm. I could, ima- I couldn't, I couldn't imagine what it'd be yeah. like. Yeah, <sighs> like, yeah, they they go through a tough time, but you know they. They just get in and do the job, you know. Yeah, and how how is how is um, her how's her demeanor with that? Is she positive about it? Yeah, yep. So yep. during the we had a meeting with the surgeon there a couple of weeks ago. They were only going to take the left breast. Yeah, and Emmy wanted to get both breasts removed. Yeah. Because she thought that, you know, I just want them gone because she didn't want the thought of the other breast with the uh, tumour coming on that side. Yeah. So we basically had to fight to say, look, I want these removed Mm -hmm. for my own mind. Yeah. I don't want this knowing that this is going to pop up. She says, I'm fine. She said, my stripping days are over. <laughs> she said, I'm, I'm, losing, just, I'm losing my headphones here. <laughs> I just want the fuckers gone. Yeah, that's a, and, uh, fair enough. Good on her. You it's, know, her it's her body. It's her yeah, choice. And she knows she's going to get them. Re- you know, and I'd be the same, you know. Of like, course. And I said to him, I said, I, we are not. I said, I've been through this shit before. Yeah. yeah. I said, I've got a lot of what ifs and, you know, I said, we are not leaving this room. Until you have in paper that you are taking both breasts. Yeah, smart. And that's the message I'd like to get through to people out there. If you are not happy with the medical team that you are dealing with, go seek a second opinion and keep getting the answers you want. You're so true, mate. Uh, the amount of times, like one of my good mates, Nico, very first episode I did, same yeah. situation, mate. He went to three different doctors, mm. or two different doctors, or three, two or three different doctors that told him um, that the little spot that he had on his neck was nothing to be too concerned about. It was his hairdresser that told him that. At, I was at him, yeah. telling him, go and get your hair, go and get, go and get that checked. That, that looks like melanoma. Yeah. And when they checked it, they found out he had stage four melanoma cancer. Mm. And... You know, so that is such a very valuable piece of information to tell people yeah. is to, yeah, if you're not worried, if you're worried about something, get a second oh. opinion. Get a third opinion. Yeah, Get the answers and yeah. go and find it and keep digging until yeah. you find it. Yeah, until you get an answer that you think you're satisfied yeah. with. Like, uh, like, like, you know, you're, you know you your body. You can read your body. You can read your body. Yep. You know when something's not reading. Yeah, like that's them. right. And... Emmy, she's 30, she was 36 when she got diagnosed. Yeah. Jazz was 27. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, the shit doesn't discriminate how, doesn't no. discriminate. It no. doesn't care how old you are. It, no. 
bowel cancer is getting younger and younger mm-hmm. and breast cancer, all cancers are. Yeah, yeah of course. You know, yeah. but bowel cancer is coming more and more common now, you know. i got a mate <clears throat> I've been talking to, I only found out last week, he got diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer. It's in his intestines and in his liver. Yeah. I said, mate, what was your symptoms? He said, oh, I was, I had a bit of blood in my stools. Mm-hmm. He said, I didn't worry because he, yeah. he drives machinery. He said, but I was got out of the bobcat or something the other day and he had a pain on his side. He said, oh, I don't feel real good. He told his boss that he's going home. He went to the hospital. He was in the hospital for a week or so and got diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer. Jeez, 34 years old. Jesus Christ. 30s. Ah, Christ. And no symptoms. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like they have the age, I think it's 40 for bowel screenings and all that. If you're like, as I said, you don't have to be. Is it fifty? Yeah, yeah, fifty. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, like, even, look, mate, it doesn't hurt to get that shit checked earlier oh, anyway. What, yeah. What's the, what's no problem? Yeah. Get it done. Yep. Yeah. So you know, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Exactly. Um, bloody, you know, if you, and especially especially if something doesn't feel right. No. Right. Yeah. And you know, like us bikes with your prostates and that, you know. Yeah, of course, same thing. Don't be shy about it. No, you know? well, nothing wrong with getting Step your prostate checked, mate. You know, like <laughs> whether it's by a doctor or someone else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing wrong with it, yeah. mate. Make sure you're getting other. a second opinion. No, oh, mate, or a third. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like that's and that's the thing I want to drive. Like, yeah, I've sat back and I've had this vision. Mm-hmm. I'll put it as a vision yep. that I, everyone on earth has got a why, why yeah. they're here. Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm not pumping my tyres up here, I've got a why I'm here because I had to deal with a fair bit. Yep. But I th- think... It's going to open up. I, I, will, I want it to open up a lot of doors to help other people that are going through the shit and to get awareness across to young people or, or people that are going through hard times dealing with that to have a yarn, to be on their level. Mm. <clears throat> because, you know, there's people out there and I've been through it too with the fly in, fly out. It's a different, you know, lifestyle. You miss out. Like you're in a box, you work 12 hours a day. You go home, the old mind's ticking. What if, you know, what's going on with the family or whatever? Yep, yep. And, you know, I'm, I think I'm un, unique. Like this is – I think I'm unique. Yeah, yeah, of course, mate. Yeah. I can cover all the, the grounds. And, and even Emmy says, she goes – like we'll go to chemo and old blokes or young blokes, they'll come up – they'll pull up and have a yarn to me, you know. And yeah. She's like, well, who's that? I, was like, oh, I don't know, just a bloke having a yarn. Like just – and she goes, you've got that. That knack to go and talk to someone. That's great, mate. Even today, like we, we we went out for lunch and a bloke yep. just come up and had a bit of a yarn or whatever. It's cool, and, mate. You know, and it needs to be brought up more like yeah, that. Yeah. You've got to be more open to yeah. that stuff. Yeah, 100%. Mate, I, uh, <clears throat> do you – is that – you feel like uh, that you have that bit of a purpose to get out there and spread that word yeah. and to tell that stuff, mate. I want to I really – look, mate, you know, it takes a lot of courage. Mm. I, I think a lot of courage to – to, re- to, to reach out, yep. like to reach out and actually go and put it all on the table and go, hey, look, mate, you know, 
can I jump on your podcast and talk about yeah. this sort of stuff? Mate, I absolutely love the fact yeah. that you reached out and had the courage to ask yeah. that and to share your story with me. Yeah. For, you don't know who I am before yeah. that. So, for, you know, you might get a sense of who I am, but to to, mm. to, uh, to put all out there, which is it takes a lot of courage to do that yeah. with the fear of maybe rejection or something like that, something that's very personal to you. Yeah. And then uh, and then to be able to to do that, I, I, I applaud you for that, mate. Yeah. I really think that's very very impressive. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the like doing talking last weekend at that fundraiser. I think that was my sort of traction to get the ball rolling. Yeah, like to Beautiful. be confident to go out there and talk. And like it was very surreal for the people to come up and mm-hmm. like we wouldn't have done what you done. Like, and then we had there was a couple up there yeah. that come up and said like you know, and they explained their story. Like it's good. For, then they said it's good for you to tell your story. Like you mm. know, it was a bit. Overwhelmed, like I didn't expect that sort of thing. Yeah, yep. And to see the people, like they was really happy of what, like I said, and I was on their level, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and how did and how was the fundraiser eventually? Did they raise a bit of money for yeah, the, yeah oh, I think, yeah, they raised a fair bit. So, oh, yeah. good, man, that's oh, awesome. It was going to a good cause, so yeah, that's brilliant. I'm the uh, more, the, the more, you know, and, and it's good, it was good for us too. For mm. me and Emma, because we that was our first outing for since she got diagnosed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and wow. she like I didn't know whether she wanted to go. She goes, "No, nah, fuck it, I'll go." And it was good for her to go out. And good on it her. was good for her because there were people there would there be were women. There. there were women there that were going through the same thing. And yep, there was yep. A, a lady there that had the same surgeon, and they were talking about you know the hormone side, the up the air, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Very impressed. Uh, and I'm sure she probably walked away with. Very more of a positive outlook on it, yeah. And everything like that too. Um, on that same sort of note, you know, like at the moment, I'm I'm raising I'm raising a little bit of money this month for Movember. Yep. You know, so you can already see that I've got the beard, I've yep. already got the mo, yep. <laughs> and I've got the hair. Yep. So I'm actually going the opposite way. I'm I'm shaving everything off. Yep. Except for the mo. Yep. So. Um, and I want to give a shout out to the people who have donated thus far. Um, and there's a couple other things. So every funeral that I've been doing, as far as the celebrant side of it, I've been t- um, with the fees from the funeral. I've been t- donating a portion of the money to to the charity as well. Um, but mate, I you know so and uh, I also want to give a, a shout out to Ben Tobin, so yep. Mark's brother Ben. Yep. He also put a big donation on my page for me as well, and to uh, uh, McKenna as well. Uh, to Summer, my sister, and to some, I got Mr. Warner there as well. Who else have we got? Um, uh, I think there's Tomo from Auto Works who's going to donate some money as well. So, all those people who have donated thus far, there's been a couple of followers on the podcast actually that donated some money too. Um, who, you know, I'm, uh, I just want to, the reason why I just thought I'd bring that up because I really would like to just um, mention it to those people that. You know, I've been doing that as well because you know, like I don't, I'm not asking for, I'm not asking for the don't, uh, in a sense. I just ask now about it if you want to, or even by sharing it. But if you, if they did take the time to donate, I really appreciate that. So, you know, here's some of the people I just want to thank thus far, and that's uh, Ben Tobin, Summer, Dan McKenna, Blake Stokes, one of the, I know he definitely follows the Dad's podcast. To Rachel Corbett, good friend of the families, absolutely love that girl. She's an absolute gem. And to my boy Roy, who I often I might every now and again catch up with at the Glenmore Tavern for a beer, 
He's good mates with my brother-in-law, Stebo. Shout out to you, Stebo. Uh, Craig Kirkley as well. I know he's a, a listener of the podcast as well, so thank you to him. Mr. Warner and the McEwen family and also to the Roland family. So that's who have been donating so far. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's for a good cause. I think it makes you feel good being able to do stuff like that. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring that up because I know – Well done, guys. Yeah, cheers. I know, I know it would have felt good – being what you just did there at that fundraiser yeah. and stuff like that. So Yeah, you know, just spread the awareness. Yeah, spread the awareness, give a bit of positivity in it. Have a bit of a yarn or whatever. Yeah, yeah. spread some of the things that you're going through mm. and some of the, you know, uh, give an opportunity to share those stories, mate. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's for me, like I'd just rather, I'd like to see, like for myself, telling my story to go and help the other people that, you know, they can talk about it and, you know, we've there's people out there that are going through it to, you know, have a yeah. yarn. You know? Yeah. No, of course, mate. And look at things a bit differently. Like, you know, if you're not getting the, the answers you want, just yeah. keep keep grinding away until you get them because at the end of the day, it's your life, you're fighting and you yeah. want the best you can so, get. And that's what you want to try and do from this point on as well? Yeah. Obviously, you, you'll be concentrating on going through the journey and helping out Emily yeah. and like that. But in yeah. the same time... You, you you start this ball rolling yeah, of I, promoting what whatever. people are going through and helping out and yep. sharing your journey with other places and yep. maybe have an opportunity to give other, opp- yeah, other people a chance to listen to it as well. See what doors open up. And- yeah, of course, mate. And um, I'm glad that I've been able to give you an opportunity to be able to start that yeah, on mate. this sort of side of things. So, mate, um, I really really appreciate the fact that you drove all this way up to share that I, i'm deeply honored mate i really oh. am on your journey that you've gone through you know i wish you all the best with em as well mate i hope everything goes well with her mate i know that you took a lot of um you did a lot of like re you know you, you, you sat really thought about yeah about some of the things that you want yeah to share today and i yeah. hope that you have had the opportunity to do that mate yeah do you feel like you've um i think i think i've not but yeah like <laughs> yeah good mate i appreciate it. it's um, good to hear you know? Yeah, it's it's not like I know it's my story, but I my drive is to help other people because I've I've been you know I've, I basically had that mask on all the time. Yes, what you were saying about it's it's covering up you know what I've gone through, but I think it's time for me to let it out to help other people to say you know. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. It's mate. okay to reach out. Um, now I want to. I want to express. I, I definitely want to. I I found your your M's page yep. on Instagram. So it's um, Oats Otis and Huddy. Huddy. Yeah. So O A T I S A N D H O N E Y Otis and Honey. They that's the Instagram page where they have high quality horse rugs, riding apparel, and country clothing as well, which is coming soon. Uh, give them a give them a like and a share. And it's great because you're supporting a local – and you know you're supporting the family locally uh, who are going through those tough times as well with what um, Em is going through now. So you know the, 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 you know the sale of this is helping you guys too. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, so that's, what, that's why I wanted to give it a good place. Just, just a bit of word of mouth, you know. Yeah, like everyone's got horses, every – Bloody oath. You know, everyone I think that's a, a bit of a idea. pun or whatever. Yeah, bloody oath. I think that's fantastic, mate. If, we can, if it helps any way – yeah, helps anything yeah. with you guys, mate. I'm happy, happy to share that with you. As, hey, so no, worries. no thank yeah. you. No, that's all right, mate. Um, so uh, all the guests that come on the Dead Ass Podcast, mate, they all get a 
um, a nameplate from a coffin. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so here's one for you. So because you got to share – so – on the so you can see the coffin table we got yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> on the coffin table, it's, it says my story has been told. So, mate, because you're on the podcast, you get one there. You get your own name on a wow. coffin nameplate. So it's just it's just something. Thank you very much, mate. Oh, you're right, mate. It's just something That's a bit, cool. something a bit of a trophy to say wow. that you've been on the potty. Yep. So I hope I hope I hope I gave you the yeah. gave you the platform to be able to share your story, yeah. mate. And um, I've just got to actually now you're giving me that. Yeah. I've got a quick story. Okay, um, go for it. Yes, please. When when um, we moved into our farm at Wairima, um, because Jazz, as I said earlier, always loved that property. Yes. There was a, There's a big sandstone rock in one of the gardens. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? sure. And I got a plaque made up and I put it on the rock and the owner, Dunny, said, oh, that rock, we got it from Mackay. Oh, oh, really? And Jasmine's name was Jasmine Mackay. Was it really? Yep. Oh, wow. So isn't that crazy that's a bit of an eerie one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy, <laughs> eh, those coincidences, yeah. eh? It makes you wonder, yeah. eh? Makes you wonder, mate. Yeah, she's... Mm. Yeah, strong. Yeah, she, bloody. I think oak. she's lead. I hope she's leading me in the right direction. So, bloody. I think, and every like yeah. and like I said, everything I'm doing, I'm doing it for her. At yeah, the end mate. Of the day. Like no, living, that's living, yeah. living my yeah. life for her, and you know, meeting Pete, good people like yourself along no, the way. Thanks, and, mate. No, I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored to meet you, mate. I really am. It's yep. cool to hear those stories, mate. Yep. And um, we will definitely. Definitely keep up with uh, how everything's going. Yeah. I want to hear. I'd love to hear uh, the progress and stuff. So even if we can't, if we can't talk through here, we'll get you on the phone. We'll do a phone conference. Yeah, see whatever. how. Yeah, see no, how, we can see come how back going. Up yeah, 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 bloody. Hell. We'll have you back up, mate. Yeah. I want to. Ha- I want to get you back up here when we get the great news. So that's right what on. I want to hear, mate. Because, yeah. You know, we can hear um, how everything's going, the progress, yeah. and how you're doing, and maybe yeah. you, maybe you've had the opportunity to share some. Yep. You know, uh, share your stories with other people as well, and yep. I'm hoping this gets a nice reach out for you as yeah, well, mate. I really do. No, it gets you good, gets the ball rolling for you. Mate. As I said, thanks for the opportunity. No, mate, uh, this is what it's all about. This is what I want to do. It makes me feel yep. good giving people the opportunity to do this. And like I said, you know, if they're uh, like, please, if anyone out there has a story that they want to share, do the same thing that Heath has done. Reach out to me. Send me yeah. an email or send me a message through social media. Share your story with me. Ask get it you, off your chest. Yeah, get it off your chest. And then, yep. you know, um, I'd love to hear it. And feel free to um, – we'll we'll get you on and have a chat to you, you know. So, uh, mate, thank you very much once again. No, thank uh, you. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. No, it's Cheers. been an absolute, absolute pleasure. And uh, all the best for the future yep. for you and your wife. And um, we will definitely catch up soon, my friend. No worries. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers, mate. mate. Thanks.